Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Hey, happy Monday, everyone. It's CJ. Hopefully everyone had a fantastic weekend. Do us a favor. If you have not done so yet, go to roguenews.com, bookmark, scroll to the bottom. You can put your email address in as well. Eventually, we'll get to the point where we're emailing out the moment that our content is released on roguenews.com. One of our ways to remove to be, remain censor-proof is by putting our content there on our site. So go to roguenews.com. Also, don't forget, you can follow V over at, on Twitter, which is at The Real Rogue News, and then also subscribe to our YouTube channel where we occasionally will place certain content there. I'm very excited because today is uh, it's the Outer Limits uh, with uh, Jet Blake. It's that time of the, uh, the, the, the week again. So, Jet, great day. How are you, sir? Real good, CJ. How are you doing this, this morning? Do it, doing great, uh, Jed. It's just, um, it's like one of those things that I feel like uh, there's so many intricate moving parts that are happening right now uh, at record pace. Uh, I don't want to call it the quickening because I've already said that like numerous other times. But if you look at the magnitude of of how the world is changing, how uh, we're at the cusp of humanity being able to realize and understand certain things, uh, and I don't say this lightly, uh, Jed, but I think. I think we're very well potentially could be at the point where we're ready to start rewriting some of the history um, that has been suppressed. It's been hidden and locked up for, for several years. Yeah, I would, uh, to add to that statement, I would say maybe several centuries. Yes. Or millenniums. I, the mankind's historical past civilizations that have existed seems to me that that information has been scrubbed from history maybe a lot of the archaeological discoveries have been whisked away censored and uh we're probably left in the dark as far as mankind's past and we've only been fed information a, a certain narrative to steer our thinking and keep us from realizing ultimately uh, truth. Very well said. And I think it's not only us here on Rogue that are understanding it and beginning to question things. I think that even your 
middle of the road person who potentially maybe even got their primary news source from their television, you know, some of the mainstream media, a lot of people are starting to understand that there, there are things that are, that are broken jet. There are things that, that are not right with our current state of, of, of what's happening, whether it's economically, where we continue to see just the top 1% uh, continue to expand uh, their wealth and the income uh, wealth disparity uh, that it's happening. We continue to see the attempt, the, 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 the attempt to really hijack any return to natural healing, natural health. And people are understanding why is it, why are there, so many different ailments. Why are why is nothing being solved? And people are starting to say, well, maybe maybe there's a specific reason, Jet. And you know that's why I think that's it's very important. The work that you do, Jet. The people who are who participate in our Discord channel on the uh, Jet Blake Outer Limits uh, Discord uh, channel. It's just so important right now to understand some of these things. So so Jet. Let, let's jump into it. Uh, what do you What do you have on 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 deck today for for our listeners? Okay, yeah, I think the one of the main purposes uh, on, that you've allowed on this platform, Outer Limits, I, I try to present uh, alternative thinking, alternative sciences, but it's it's championing the underlying theme is probably championing the type of scientific work research I'm involved in and the other scientists that I collaborate with is how to get back to nature, how to uh, detach from a plastic and leather or a synthetic uh, pharmaceutical economic framework. And uh, the ancient civil ancient civilizations have uh, in my review, ancient civilizations were closer to the earth. They understood the ecosystem very well. And it was incorporated in their culture, their everyday life. The knowledge was passed on generation to generation. Uh, today's economic, uh, political, and maybe to, to a certain extent, uh, religious structure it seems to be designed to deliberately derail mankind from nature, from understanding the ecosystem and how life works. What I did is, as a, a traditional scientist, uh, educated in, in chemistry and environmental science, the degrees I have there, um, I saw and I got involved with the economic structure filing for patents and going that route, trying to monetize and fit in with the global corporate model inventions. And then I started to see red flags and the more red flags and resistance that I ran into. And then I know we used to work corruption a lot. It does exist. Uh, it started to change my outlook. And then I realized 2015 is when I completely severed and disconnected from the traditional science field with the, the patents in the corporate structure and monetizing and maybe you could call it rogue science <laughs> but there we uh, go I like that the uh, uh on the rogue sciences i realized oh there's a different approach this is gonna have to be more grassroots forget the grants we weren't we're, we were not going to be issued grants and funding 
by the powers to be. We knew that that wasn't going to happen. And how to get technology into the hands of the community or in conjunction with that, how to get the knowledge into the hands of the community. Because academia, for example, is part of the current global structure. It's part of the political, the Wall Street economic model. And that model seems to be very captive. You know, it's not, it, it, does, it only seems to benefit the few, like you mentioned, 1% or less, but not the, the majority. So what I wanted to talk about today's a couple things with the the push i think there's definitely a a push towards transhumanism to try to get the human dna altered get it altered in such a way that dna could be legally claimed by very powerful corporations if that's if they're successful in that and i think that road's already started a big push last three years globally no need to mention what it is the listening audience knows then you open up a whole new avenue where they can change the definition what does it mean to be human and do you if you have rights or do you have rights anymore or are you property that can be claimed at a dna level by various corporations and it would really shake up and change how uh, humanity exists so i i see danger signs there and I've opted to not participate. Uh, I've been on guard and not to participate in what I think is a very subtle, clever, probably ingenious effort to start changing the human genome, start changing definitions, legal definitions, what it means to be, and then uh, claims of ownership. So I think that's a strong possibility. That's what's happening in the background. So I've been championing on this show and my podcast, how to remain organic, how to re remain natural. One key component to that is food. The old expression, you are what you eat. It has a lot of truth in that saying. Well, mankind is, unfortunately, the majority of mankind has relinquished their food to major corporations. And this has happened over, oh, I'd say probably last 60, 70 years for sure, where we've relinquished, relinquished our food to major corporations. The, the UN, uh, which I'm not exactly fond of per se, and, and the organizations like that, World Economic Forum, the UN, they, they're talking about uh, possibly 50 mega cities by year 2050 to where 66% or more of the world's population will be condensed in these 50 mega cities. Um, in that uh, mega city, I think it's one of those situations, once you check in, you'll never be able to check out. You probably, the, the models, probably you will uh, born, you'll be born, you'll live and you'll die in these mega cities and probably never be able to leave because they'll, have outdoor off limits or there'll be sanctioned quarantine off limit uh, natural sites ecosystems that, that the UN has declared uh, a no-no so that'd be to me it'd be a hor horrible existence to to live and die in these mega cities and never be out connected to nature but the basic food 
that we have that we're designed to consume food as a means to transport absorbable essentials, your trace minerals, enzymes, amino acids, proteins, carbohydrates. Food is used to transport these nutrients to our cells. I think we all know that it's basic understanding. Uh, in, in junior high, high school and college, we get that information. But what's what's staggering is just 100 years ago, for example, there were 6.6 million farms in the United States. 6.6 million farms with a population around 79 million, give or take. So what that boiled down to is for every 12 people, there was a farm. 12 to 1 ratio. Every 12 people, there was a farm 100 years ago. So you had all local food. There were no grocery store chains or uh, transportation. You ate locally. You fast forward to today, there instead of 6.6 million farms, there are 2 million farms, but there's over 360 million people. So that means there's one farm of, out of every 170 people. So we went from 12 people per farm to 170. Now, um, these farms, these small farms that we used to have are, are being gobbled up and they're being phased out by huge corporate farms. So a recent phenomenon is uh, we have Bill Gates, for example, who's now the largest agricultural farm owner. How's, how's the CEO of Microsoft all of a sudden become the largest ag uh, landholder farm. Uh, you have Amazon, for example, buying Whole Foods. So there's an internet global giant, Amazon. They're, they purchased Whole Foods. So they're, and you have chemical giants and pharmaceutical giants that dominate the food market, and they also own corporate farms. So you have, you have a handful. You have a few individuals, or literally, you know, fifteen or less corporations that now control the global farm situation. That's not a good sign. Uh, a s interesting statistic, there were 750,000 fewer dairy cows in the UK compared to 20 years ago. So there's almost a million fewer dairy farms, uh, uh, dairy cows than 20 years ago in England, yet there's still milk production to keep up with the population. But what are they doing to the remaining cows to get that production up? You, you have a commercial aspect where cows maybe, without getting into specifics, maybe they're pumped full of antibiotics and uh, hormone stimulants to increase production so you need fewer cows. Well, that's not a natural model. So you can imagine what happens as far as the quality of the milk or nutrients of, of today versus back then. In 1950, there were a thousand seed companies, most of which were family owned. Just like we had these 6.6 .6 million farms a hundred years ago. So 1950, over a thousand seed companies. Today, about four corporate giants control the seed banks. So we went from a thousand seed companies to four corporations controlling 
not not 100%, but close to it of, of the seeds. So we can see where this is going. The corporate model is a very sterile model. It's, it's disconnected the food. We've had other shows on Outer Limits where I've talked about the importance of personal gardening, being in touch with the soil and your plants and the energy exchange between you and the plants. And then even um, exposing the seed to your saliva so your DNA can encode the pericarp. And when you grow your carrots, it's, it's unique to your body chemistry, your DNA. Same thing if your wife and children had exposed the seed uh, to their saliva and DNA, then the, there's a custom gardening, which is the way we're designed. That's how humanity existed for thousands and thousands of years. This recent 70, 80 year model is definitely not natural. We used to have, for example, 497 varieties of lettuce 87 years ago. 497 varieties. Now there's less than 36 varieties of lettuce. So we're losing the diversity. One of the reasons why you lose the diversity is the corporate model. It's not profitable to have 497 varieties of lettuce. So it's narrowed down to 36. But these 497 varieties, they, they just weren't there by accident. There's a reason why there was such variety in lettuce. You cut out 497 types of lettuce down to 36, you're cutting out a lot of specific DNA structured nutrients that these variety of lettuce would provide to the human body. The What's interesting is the seeds, the design of the seeds of varieties of fruits and vegetables, this, the seed, this this would be this is hard to explain in in just uh hour long shows but the seed is designed to fold incoming light we we actually we really do live in a very advanced well designed holographic universe so everything is a matter of light electromagnetic frequency light and the folding of light seed is designed to fold the light uh that creates what we would call matter or, or reality. So if you have 497 varieties of lettuce, each seed is specifically designed to orientate the incoming electromagnetic frequency and fold it into a particular fractal pattern of that lettuce. When the lettuce is, is developed, it, it grows and it's able to... Know, this, this gets in... I was going to say this gets into the weeds, which would that be pun intended? <laughs> but uh, yeah. what 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 happens is the, the theory, the premise that the scientific group that we work with is what comes from our sun. The the spectrum of electromagnetic energy coming from the sun has data attached to it. We absolutely know that uh, for a fact in our in our research. But how does that data? that's attached to the electromagnetic energy coming from the sun and the visible light spectrum, the rainbow, Roy G. Biv, there's data attached to those wavelengths that our eyes are tuned to, to pick up in this visible light spectrum. The seed, the various plant species, is the seed is able to take that inbound light from the sun and configure it in such a way that when you eat, 
the different four, when we used to have 497 varieties of lettuce, if you are exposed and you eat to the different types of lettuce, each species of lettuce has data attached to it that it got from the sun because of the way the seed is designed to fold the light. Each type of lettuce that you eat actually tells a story. It'll communicate data to your cells through the decomposition when you digest that lettuce, the different trace minerals, the enzymes, the amino acids, proteins, carbohydrates, these fruits and vegetables, that data that's specific to that particular type of lettuce gets transferred to your cells. And then your DNA is also able to interpret that. You take away 497 varieties of lettuce to 36, you have a lot of data that's lost that that lettuce was designed to translate to you, to your body through your individual cells. I hope I didn't, did I lose you? Do you have any questions? Well, <clears throat> I mean, it's, 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 it's astonishing uh, to look at the introduction, you know, several years ago of GMO crops into the United States many countries have banned GMO seeds, right? It's, it's several, Russia's banned it. Several other countries have said, you know, Mexico, they may have been pressured into coming back into it. And real quickly, not to, not to veer too far off of where we'll stay on there, but there are a couple of articles I think are great compliments to this discussion is the fact that now, and this is published Friday of July 20th of 2018, that now over 90% of corn, cotton, soybeans acreage in the United States is planted with genetically engineered seeds, GMO, okay? So once we establish that, then we kind of get an idea of, of why they're out to change our food supply, why they're doing these things. And so that now they're taking the next step and they're taking the next step and they're saying, well, you know what? If we can do it to the crops, it's time we start taking a look at the protein. How can we change out humanity? And, and you know, we're not going to do it with plant-based food. We're going to introduce lab-grown meat, lab-grown chicken. Then now that the FDA is declaring that it is, quote-unquote, safe to eat. And what I keep telling people, Jed, is that if you think of any of these institutions at the federal level, whether whether it's the NIH, the FDA, if you think any of these institutions care about you as an individual and as a person and really looking out for your health and well-being, you're wrong. And I will debate anyone on that issue. But this is what we're faced with. Oh, yeah. We're, 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 we're faced with the Bill Gates who are, are buying up the land. And even if you do have an organic farm outdoors, for example, how are you going to prevent the chemicals that are coming down on your organic farm that are raining down from the cloud seeding that takes place with the certain metals and everything else like that? It's just, it's very concerning. I I think it'd be nice to put a huge group together and, and focus on some really structured indoor hydroponics, vertical growing to really clean our foods and to counter counter this uh, because growing outdoors is probably not going forward, probably the right idea, whether it's organic, or whatever, because, because the soil is so contaminated and the overlap of the spraying and everything else that takes place. It's very difficult at this point to really, to, to, to clean our foods um, jet. 
Yeah, yeah, and I was going to uh, I was going to address that. I, I absolutely agree. There's definitely a, a scientific, at least it's funded, it's motivated and funded by the current global structure that uh, food is being altered, the environment is being altered, soil chemistry is being changed through atmospheric salting and uh what that's accomplishing is changing the food altering genetics through the pharmaceutical push with these medical crisis that they're creating uh, what they're accomplishing is changing dna human and food dna and also uh, successfully gradually getting mankind disconnected from nature <clears throat> And I propose, I've always have on the show, it's to get us disconnected from what's the dynamic energy uh, in counter space that puts the data into the electromagnetic energy that, in our case, is emitting from our sun. There's some, there's definitely some type of intelligence that programs the electromagnetic energy coming from our sun, and the current global structure does not want us to receive that data. We receive it through our DNA, through food, water. So they want to interrupt that cycle. They want to jam that signaling and then perhaps maybe come up with their own signaling, which, which I kind of nickname a Silicon Valley signaling through a 5, 6G network and uh, pharmaceuticals that have operating system technology. That's even in their language and their patents. So it'd be a way of either hijacking human, plant, and animal, or certainly disconnecting us from the natural path that's existed for thousands upon thousands of years. So growing your own food is, is important. Food availability is difficult, especially real organic food. We have, everyone's probably experiencing, we, we have food inflation, and it's going to get more and more <clears throat> expensive. But if you're in an urban area, because they, the model's not going to change, they're really pushing for these fake 50 mega cities. They're really uh, pushing towards that. What would your chances be of an urban area to have access to or real organic food or growing your own food? That's That's been a huge problem. I'm not in an urban area. I deliberately moved to an area where I could uh, have greenhouses and grow my own food. But uh, a, a friend of mine, which interesting, he had a background in Wall Street. He was a, a Wall Street banker. And uh, he left Wall Street. And uh, I knew him at that time when he was uh, involved in Wall Street, but he's an entrepreneur. Uh, Amar Kwaja, and uh, he's out of Canada, Toronto area. I think right now he's in, in Texas, been there for a while on, on some business adventures. He, uh, very bright, we've collaborated on, on technologies. We work together on programs. He saw a need for a way to have micro gardens, a way to grow your own organic soil or organic farm inside like an apartment. If you're in downtown Detroit, 
New York, Chicago. <clears throat> and he came up with a group of modules. They're actually, uh, and this isn't a sales pitch. This is just letting you know, here's one individual who left Wall Street, stepped up to the plate and actually came up with a solution to help people grow their micro gardens in urban areas where they don't have access to, to farms, but they can have a certain control over their food. His website is modgarden.com, M-O-D-G-A-R-D-E-N, modgarden.com. And he's got these modules where you can stack and grow inside your condominium or apartment. And he's on the right. Yeah, there you go. And then there's pictures where those are stackable and there's different configurations. I've seen but, these before. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. A, uh, I was with, uh, with him at the very beginning when he was going to go. He's won all sorts of accolades and awards. Yeah. You can see how they're stacked. Mm -hmm. Yep. My, my yep. tiny farm. So uh, this is something where this is a solution. He's where he's he like myself. He's he's worked very hard, self-funded. Had and I saw that nutritional food was getting harder and harder to get. He knew that uh, most dairy is there. Amar on the right, <clears throat> yep, right there. So uh, there, um, this this is a chance. Instead of being frustrated, what what am I going to do? And I, I would be frustrated, or I'd be a little nervous if I were in an urban area. I really would. This is, this is a solution where you can uh, start growing uh, nutritional food and have a certain measure, not 100%, but at least start where you're connected with your food. This is organic. It's not polluted. You can uh, in increase your modules. If you have the space or you make the space, he's got this design where you could utilize an entire wall, stack these units and be, be growing. You'd have a, basically, you'd have a whole foods food production in your house. You're in control. You're in touch with your food. You're also learning skills of how to garden. But the way uh, the device is designed, it's it's clever in its design. It really helps you to be successful in, in growing your, your vegetables, sprouts, and, and other organic seeds that he has available. So uh, that gives you more control in your life. Uh, you're connected to your food. You can take pride. And uh, it's very exciting to see if you have his modules, for example, and they're just in full production and you were part of that. You, you, were, you were not disconnected, just going to a grocery store, buying something that someone else grew. Maybe the soil wasn't in the best shape, but it's very sterile. It's wrapped in cellophane and you purchase it. No, this is you actually grew it and you can watch it grow day by day. So there are entrepreneurs out there. There's a lot of humanity who sees where we're headed as a society and have stepped up to the plate to provide alternative solutions. He's one of them. So yeah. my, my hat goes out to Amar. Amar. I know how hard he's worked on this. I was with him in the beginning when he had this idea and uh, it has not been easy, just like it hasn't been easy with me with the air and surface purification and the water engineering and structuring, but it, it can be done. Not all, hope is is lost so gmo uh, does not provide the essential nutrients uh, that's one of the major uh, problems 
Hydroponics is, a, is a, another option that has where you can control the chemical nutrients. Uh, right now, the hydroponic system is not classified as being able to be called organic. They're probably working on that. But there's grow towers, like you said. There's different strategies. I think uh, regenerative farming is extremely important because uh, soil, I'm a proponent of, of soil-based gardens. It takes, in many cases, over 100 years to build up soil. It's something you do not do. No, you cannot. You cannot. Oh. The nutrients, the nutrients yeah. that, are, that are there and then... The amount of time that the the crops are, are are planted every every year it takes minerals from from the soil and yeah it, it takes a long time to get that that back. I'm not a farmer um, so I, I don't want to claim to be one but I think it pretty much makes sense um, you know it's kind of common sense on how that whole aspect works of things um, well yeah that, the, the complexity of soils is phenomenal because the the soil structure which is a, a community very complex community in the soil. These, these, these are civilizations, very order, orderly civilizations. The soil provides uh, fulvic acid and humic acid, which are vital for uh, the transfer of these nutrients, not only through the plant, but when we consume these plants to get the vital essential minerals and vitamins into our cells. We have to get that nutrient at a cellular level, fulvic acid and humic acid are very important in that process and uh, the commercial farming techniques have been depleting the soil for decades now and we're close to if this continues you could have with say within this isn't doom or gloom doom or gloom this is presenting uh, possibilities on current trajectory so there, there's been some yeah. there's been some comments going oh there's, there's a lot of fear and stuff I, I wish people would just quit commenting on that on the discord channel but the current yeah. well, well yeah. you're offering solutions right so yeah. this is a perfect example where for for our audience and something that i was i was asked for is that you know it's, you know mv says well you're pointing out what we do i'm like well yeah like it's it's easy for anyone to point out what's broken right if that's that's the easy job of stating what is wrong what's broken the million dollar question is what are we going to do about it how are we going to fix it about fix it so this is one solution uh, the mod garden and i will reach out tomorrow and see if he wants to come on and and, and do a, a an interview with us and, and share his content and just real quick, Jed, I don't, want, I don't want to step away, but for the other thing, too, is, is that in terms of our audience and trying to really eat healthier, the other key component of that is, is sweating out the toxins, is that you're getting those toxins from a variety of areas. And if, if you know, so you have to work out, you have to work out on a every day, every other day basis, you mm -hmm. know, 20, 25 minutes of, of rigorous exercise to get those toxins out, a sauna or something uh, to help purify your, your, your body. Um, so... So, yeah, so eating healthier is definitely one thing. But if you're just eating healthy, then you're not doing a whole lot else to really get the toxins out of your body. So you you, you have to work out. You have to. Oh, I, yeah. So we, yeah, we're, we're designed to do that. And that's what the sweating does and uh, saunas. There's also that, you know, what's interesting, um, CJ, is the Internet. You, whatever subject you want to discuss, there will be an opposite opposing philosophy 
any topic. Uh, it's phenomenal how the internet's designed to create debates, to create arguments, and uh, opposing thoughts. So it's it's amazing how that happens. But um, the what what I've found, you, you do research, and you'll you'll hear both sides. Ah, it doesn't work. It's snake oil salesman, and that's that's fine. It, you'll have to decide what works for you and navigate your path in life. But uh, pulling toxins out, exercising, sweating, saunas, uh, ionics seem to work because when you when you have a, a two amp low voltage running through your system it can it can pull heavy metals and toxins out uh, of your body and i've seen uh, successful results in, in doing that you also have to replace your mineral and vitamin uptake after doing uh, ionic treatments because it'll it'll pull essential minerals out but also pulls out the toxins as well but uh yeah you have to be active there's more than just eating right uh, you have to exercise regularly. You want you want a good sweat. You want good lymph node system, uh, glands functioning. And then I also use um, ionics with the uh, two amp low voltage uh, current to pull toxins out of the body. And I've been doing it for years, and it's been fine tuned. So there there's tools and devices that aren't that expensive. But it's, it's a matter of doing research and then testing, experimenting uh, yourself, seeing what works best with your body, your metabolism. I found something that works for me over a period of 10, 11 years. I've kind of dialed it in, yeah, but, but, but I agree. I had a plan. I don't know, mention it, but the member we keep talking, I keep emphasizing, you've chimed in and V about having a community. I think society is splitting right now. It's very obvious. A large section is going one way. The other section is uh, that we're proponents of is getting that community. Yes. Because, yes. because if you have a community, the old township community, where you in the community, just what, what, what does that mean? I'll, I'll give you a brief uh, outline. To me, the community would be in, in your group, if you have a a top-notch, a real good homegrown auto mechanic, a carpenter, a plumber, electrician, a nurse, a chiropractor, veterinarian, a cook, a comedian. Uh, the uh, situation where you have uh, farmers, those with animal husbandry, uh, free-range chickens, for example. If you have a community where you can pull your resources and you can barter, and uh, if you need a help, you know how the some communities have a barn raising where everyone pitches in and they get a uh, barn built maybe over a weekend. And every, there's there's pies and foods and uh, iced teas and lemonades and everyone pitches in. And then when it's someone else's turn, if your barn was built, then you aid in that person's uh, barn raising. Yeah. When yep. you have that, <clears throat> and there, there, there are... Uh, cultures, even in the United States, that manifest that. That's the winning formula when you can have a community where you learn to get along with one another and you appreciate all the different skill sets that people uh, offer. You can bypass, and it's. I think it's going to be vital, you can bypass the 
UN World Economic Forum, the WHO, World Health Organization model, where they want these 50 mega cities, where you're born, raised, and die in a city and never leave, and you're genetically compromised, or you're eating 3D printed food, mm, or some type mm. of cricket protein paste, or whatever these numbnuts have in mind, in order to, because uh, they're pedal to the metal, the agenda's already started, and there's nothing in the current world, political, the legal structure that's going to stop their agenda. If you don't want that reality, then the time to start was yesterday, building those relationships, building the, the small town community where you have flea markets, bartering. And then if they ask, they switch to some central bank digital currency and you have to be juiced up and you have to have some type of chip implant to participate in their world. You can bypass all that because you're kind of off the grid in these communities. And that's, that's what I focused on. Oh, go ahead. You're going to say something. Yeah. Jet one, one thing that potential and in terms of, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel to, to do this, but one platform that, that I've been aware of and and knowledgeable of for the past couple of years is the freedom cell network. Now I know it's called cell, which one of my friends on from high school is like, that sounds like an interesting thing. You're living in a cell, (laughs) you know, she was just doing it for fun, but so the Freedom Cell, Cell Network is basically a, a platform. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel. So this is a platform where you can go in and start connecting with like minds uh, within your community. You can create, like I, I have one uh, for Indiana that I'm looking at uh, connecting uh, with like minds. So I created a Freedom Cell Indiana uh, to start looking and connecting with people who know how to grow, know how to do certain things. And then, and then from there, like, you know, from here, you can, you know, I wouldn't, you know, you know, so again, this is already a platform that's built to build like a network, like what you're talking about in your community. So I would potentially consider leveraging it. But at the same time, I would start utilizing other multiple sources. And I'm going to do some podcasts with this heading into 2023, navigating and sharing kind of like where my community is growing. But you definitely want to utilize something else like Discord or or, or Telegram. Don't don't solely count on this Freedom Cell Network because if you're building all your communication, your comms, your network, your one platform, they could go in and literally like wipe it out and then, and then it's useless. So, but this is something that's been created. I don't get paid to talk about this network. It's just something that, you know, you know, I've been following Derek's work for several years on doing this. So, you know, maybe this would be a good start for anyone who, who is uh, looking for someone to connect with like minds in your community. Maybe you haven't done so yet is maybe consider going to, and I put the link in, in the uh, the chat room, is going to the Freedom Cell Network. And, and I'm going to start putting more of this on our Discord channel as well, Jess, so people are, are, are aware of it. Uh, but I think we're, we're kind of reaching that stage, kind of graduating to the terms of, you know, we're talking about solutions, right? Communities and building communities, you know, whether it's someone that knows how to fix a car or someone who knows how to do electric work in your home or someone that's a doctor or something like that. We have to start building that within our community uh, people who are kind of like in the same mindset where we are, who are about natural health and and freedom and liberty and all those things. So I just want to share that with our listeners and also share it with you, Jet. But like I said, I, I don't want to um, delay any more from your your t- conversation, but I, I plan on discussing this a lot more in our in the Rogue Discord channel. So so go ahead, Jet. OK, yeah. And that's exactly what th- that's what I'm talking about, CJ. You and others, we're getting off our rear end. We're not sitting on a couch hoping that if we elect a certain individual, all uh, they'll 
fix everything. We're getting off our rear ends and actually doing something. Amar's doing that. The other uh, scientific group, I have a meeting with the uh, branch of the Max Planck Institute in Germany uh, next month about my water technologies and uh, sharing that and possibly going open source. Uh, there seems to be a big push. The, the only way to do this is to uh, release it through kind of an open source format because the current economic and political structure will prevent these technologies from reaching people. They, they could either buy it and then shelve it, or they can crush you legally. They could sabotage your lab. Uh, there, there's all these yes. different tricks that they can use to keep the technology from reaching the people. I'm, I'm not going to allow that to happen. So to me, uh, these communities, I plan, I plan on traveling and uh, speaking with these communities, like these free cells that you're talking about, uh, explaining how the water technology works, why that's so important. Well, Jed, I need to introduce you to Derek Bros and, and get you on yeah. to some okay. of their their um, their conversations. You know, they have free uh, free webinars. They have free things on on disrupting the current thing. So I need to do a, a email introduction to you to, to, to Derek and get you on there so you can discuss what your work is. Yeah. And if you go, could you put on there uh, real quick on the show? Cause a lot of people have emailed and texted. Could you also put on there MD air and viralpure.com? Again, this isn't a sales pitch. People accuse me of being a shill and trying to put, but it lets you know, I'm letting people, first of all, the show's free, right? I'm giving my time on outer limits. En Enviro what? Enviro what? I'm sorry. MDAirEnviropure.com. MDAirEnviro, E-N-V-I-R-O-Pure.com. see. Hopefully this is it. MDAirEnviropure.com. Yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. Well, on that site, everything on that site is my technology. This is what I've been working on for since 2004. But if you scroll down on there, yeah, see how there's 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 the science on, on food, indoor growing, the the technologies, the the ion production, the bipolar ion production kills all plant pathogens and it stimulates plant growth. It's all natural because these are hydrogen oxygen ions. It's the same thing that creates is created during a thunderstorm or near waterfalls or natural hot springs or cold fed springs. We found how nature stimulates uh, growth in plants. And also it helps with mood adaptation of humans and animals. And we're able to duplicate that. And then there's a section on the water, the structure and energized water. I get people that on Discord now, they, they post something, uh, I'm being a little sarcastic, but they'll post something and it's, it's $49.99 on the internet that, that, that spins, spins water, supposed to structure water. I don't know what those devices are. I don't know if they work or not. Maybe they, they do. That's, there must be some confusion. That's not what I've, <laughs> I've been working on. Uh, when I talk about engineering, structuring, energizing water and programming water, it's, it's nothing that you can buy off the internet. It's, I'm not bragging or anything, but it's it's the science is not available for for sale. So when people say, "Hey, Jet, will this work?" You know, this is 19.99, and you pour water at the top. I don't I don't know if they work or not, but that's not what 
this website. This is not what I'm just discussing. Uh, there is a group. You, you gave me a link that there is. Was that a recent podcast on Joe Rogan, the Spotify? Yeah, it, it was. And I had a few people ask Han me, and I haven't posted in our in our Discord yet, but I but I need to. Did you want me to Graham Hancock? Or, well, which, he, which one do you do you want the ancient? No, well, yeah, it was the one where he said, uh, "Pay attention at the one hour sixteen minute." Okay, one yeah, I think so. One guy had the beard, and then there's okay. Graham Hancock next to him. So, so if you've been listening uh, to this show, and this is a testament into how far ahead of the curve uh, that Jet is, and uh, why I say that specifically is because a, a recent podcast that that i was i was listening to that i have teed up here to play it and i think there's a lot of different oh shoot it just changed let me get let me get to the to the portion well, of it while you're while you're looking at it yep okay because there's you might cut me off in 12 minutes or so with uh hanging with harley but uh what's interesting is th this this the two gentlemen that Joe Rogan had on there, we've talked about that on the outer limits. So I think we're a little bit ahead of Joe Rogan, but he's got that huge audience, millions of people, perhaps Spotify, but okay. that site. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, so this is, so this is covered under fair use. So um, JRE one time they, they, they blocked one of the videos I had, but they released it after I told them that it was covered under fair use. Cause they do it all the time. So this is covered under fair use and there's, a lot of, and this really caught my eye because, and I sent it to Jet and he's like, yes, that's what we've been working on. And this is the direction that we're going. And the, the idea is like, how do you prevent some of this technology that's been hidden? And you, and it's, and I agree, like I'm borrowing this from the show, but it's, it's kind of stupid to call it ancient technology because it's so far ahead of our technology. <laughs> it's like an oxymoron, right? It's like oxymoron calling it ancient technology, but it's not ancient. It's like far surpasses anything that we have. So I just want to play this quick uh, soundbite um, from this and then get um, Jet to uh, piggyback off of it because this is this is pretty unique. So if you've been listening to the show, there's something here you need to listen to because this is potentially talking about uh, some technology that's really going to change things. Uh, Tesla level, uh, not, not, not uh, Elon Musk Tesla, but the original Tesla of some of the things that he was working on and, and why it had been... Uh, purchased up or hidden and locked behind uh, doors. So here, so here we go. I may need to forward through once it starts. Technology that could be used. Right. I always go back to the ancient Egyptian traditions that speak of priests chanting as these huge blocks were lifted into the air. Were they using some kind of sound uh, effect, some kind of so, so, some kind of use of sound that was able to manipulate matter. We know that sound can manipulate matter, as a matter of fact. But the lifting these blocks it, it, again and again, it appears in ancient ancient Egyptian traditions. The notion that we could lift huge blocks with sound seems absurd to archaeologists, and yet it's there in the traditions of the Egyptologists. And what Randall's talking about now is people who are working on a whole alternative path of technology, and maybe that's a rediscovery of the kind of technologies that were used by a lost civilization. I think that's what's important about what you're saying is that we have this very limited idea of technology based on what we've experienced. Yeah. But if you had 
anatomically similar human beings that live for thousands and thousands of years. Stuff just keeps on yeah. getting older. If you think about the amount of progress that we've achieved as modern humans just in the last few hundred years, yeah. if you go back 400 years to now, it's a stunning amount of achievement. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. And if you have a completely different path of technology, yeah. one that's not utilizing internal combustion engines and cranes and yeah. and the like that we experience leverage today. mechanical yeah. advantage everything that our our tech is based around something that's insanely advanced tens of thousands of years of a different path yeah and that's that may be what we're looking at and that may begin to explain these these otherwise inexplicable monuments that have survived uh jamie do i need there we go <clears throat> This is the work of Nikola Tesla. And he was, again, this is way too much for us to get in today. That's why we need to devote a whole session to okay. talking about this. Okay. Um, but this is, uh, this was the inspiration. You know, his work was suppressed. A lot of his patents were, yeah. were taken, sealed up by the U.S. government uh, for whatever reason. I don't know. But this is some of the stuff that's now being developed using his ideas plus some of the others. Um, this is the man I've been talking to for the last seven years. Malcolm Bendall. Yes. And uh, I, again, I don't want to get into it today, but like, here's an example of what they're doing. This is a generator that has no moving parts. It's all based on geometry, pure geometry. Mm -hmm. And the, and the, and, and here's the basic idea is I think I understand it at this point. Resonance frequencies, everything vibrates. Have you ever, like if, if we had a, a, an electric razor, we plugged it in, turned it on, set it on this table, it's going to move around, isn't it? You ever mm -hmm. seen that? Yeah. That's the beginning of the concept because it's vibrating. Everything vibrates at a frequency. And if you know that frequency, you can control things. And I think that's the basic idea of what we're looking at here. Um, and it's all based upon the ancient numbers. And they've, they're, they're developing technologies right now, and they have been. I was recently contacted and given the go-ahead that I could talk. I've been sitting on this for seven years without talking about it because they asked me not to talk about it until they had their patents in place and their licensing. That's all happened since last summer. So we're now free to talk about it. So that's what I'm saying. I think it would be a good idea to get me back on here. We can look at it. I'm, I'm going to lay this on Graham so he can look at it too, because I really want to get Graham's feedback on this. I mean, would it be fair to say that there's an element of a rediscovery of a yes. lost technology from the past? I think it would be fair to say that, yes. And um, so through somehow, through this technology, they're able to move stones or cut stones or all the above? All the above. And, all the above. and even transport them? Whoa, yes. What is all this? Well, this is the model, and this is diagramming all the frequencies of the elements and what their vibrational frequencies are and the numbers that measure those frequencies. And they're all the numbers we get from looking at these ancient traditions that recur over and over and over again that I've been talking about in my sacred geometry classes for decades without knowing what the, game, the final result was going to be. So <clears throat> this... This inventor who's working with this small group contacted me, and this is what he told me. He said, you built the foundation. He said, you laid the foundation with your work on ancient geometry, and I built a house on top of it. 
That's what he said. Nice. So for seven years, he's been supplying me with all the information. I have copies of all the patents. I have videos of the testing of the prototypes and Mazda. I'm okay. I'm going to stop it. Stop it there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me say a couple things. So when he's talking about those, the, the scientists and he talks about implosion and the energy, uh, Capsulated an implosion in sacred geometry. That's the the science. Many of the scientific groups he's talking about. That's that's me and my group. We're we're we're, we're part awesome. of we're awesome. part of what he's talking about. So basically, the outer limits, the rogue news. You have one of those scientists. It's me. Awesome. So you're getting some inside information. But uh, he's absolutely correct. The ancient civilizations knew about implosion, sacred geometry. And uh, the the spin, the, the vortex and spin, uh, I there's a lot of different scientific groups working. I'm the one that was assigned. I've been working on water and the fascinating features of water, how important it is in our reality. The uh, data, the information, water has a level of consciousness, but it can be programmed. It can be energized. That's where I fit in. And that's where we have a major meeting next month, uh, Germany, with the division of the Max Planck Institute. Uh, Jet, real quick, also also in regards to our, our DNA and our cell, right? In regards to sound and frequency for healing, too. All yes. Of all of it. All of right. it. Right? So, it's all intertwined. Yeah. And they, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, they were really accelerating in this field theory uh, science. And when you had... Uh, there's more than this, but when you have the, the, the Carnegie's and the uh, DuPont's of Vanderbilt's and the uh, Rockefeller's, J.P. Morgan, the, the, these big names of the early 1900s, they suppressed that technology. They took it internal and took it off the books, but they they presented a different scientific alternative that led them to the riches of today and a lot of these uh, corporations that's where they got their start so the the bankers and the top one tenth of one percent of the early 1900s derailed this turned it private some of the stuff they shelved they bought out the patents shelved and they went a different route which is the route we have today based on explosion and petroleum uh, the coal and steam turbines, that, that type of electrical generation, they kept the field theory inventions uh, underground. So they definitely exist, but they're not open to the public. So there's two different economic and scientific models. We got the junkier one and they kept the good one for themselves. And that's what mm. they're using. And that's what they're using in spacecraft and underground cities. Right. These f facility. But what's... Uh, interesting is and how much time do we have do you have harley? We're, we're, yeah yeah we do we do have harley um but yeah i think i think what we do is uh jet if you want to close out your um closing thoughts and then we bookmark this and carry this conversation into uh to, to, to next and monday next if that's okay week, next week okay yeah because yeah. what's interesting okay. is part of this you might appreciate this this will uh this will lead into the next you know stay tuned next week in, in that interview, they talk about psychedelics, and there's different types of psychedelics. You know, you've got the different formulations, the ayahuascas that these indigenous people had, and there's mushrooms and different. Okay, what's interesting 
these various uh, formulations of fermentation and roots that these indigenous tribes have, those are interesting because under correct ideal situations, those chemical formulations of, of psychedelics, that actually, what that does is that would temporarily put the human consciousness in communication with the plant world. So that if, if under proper conditions, if you did that once in a while, the human consciousness would be transferred into the plant world reality. You'd be able to communicate with the plant world reality, uh, have that dialogue. And then when you come out of that and you're back in our human consciousness, you would know what the plants need what the creeks and rivers, uh, the microorganisms need. So there are actually ways, it's not like to, 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 to be tripping and have black lights and funky posters on the wall in 1970s listening to Led Zeppelin. They're actually, <laughs> the, the psychedelics are meant that when you go into that state, you communicate with the, the plant and microorganism world. So you're in harmony and you understand. And then when you come out, and you're back in this reality, you know how to manage the ecosystem. Mm. That's really yep. what it is, it's designed for, believe it or yep. not. It's fascinating. Yep. It is fascinating. Truly fascinating. And, and all this is, is coming at us at lightning speed. And a mm -hmm. lot of it is to the, uh, it can't be suppressed anymore. Back, you know, when Tesla was coming through, he did not have the internet. He, you know, we have the internet. We have the ability to uh, take information and, and cascade it and get it out into the this fear where it can't be suppressed so that's why i'm i'm, I'm very excited about it and and also jet thankful uh, for you to be it be in our in our circle with rogue so another great the outer limits with jet blake again if you want to join jet over on the discord drop me an email cj at roguenews.com we will be back uh, next week for another outer limits show with jet blake uh, also, don't go too far. We have uh, Harley Schlanger coming up next, hanging with Harley. So, Jet, thank you so much for a great uh, conversation, yeah, sure. and uh, we will we will catch you again next week. Yep, we'll continue next week.